Alright, day 31 of my audio journal. I uh, wake up late, 10 a.m. <laughs> I actually worked up 6 a.m. but it seems like it was going to rain and I was disrupted because my dog being a timid little pup, uh, no longer a pup but he's a timid dog, he was scratch on my door and that worked, that worked me up and I had to let him into the room and then there I go, slept through 10 a.m. and it's still raining right now. It's, there's a little drizzle. It's alright, I still carry out my run anyways after breakfast. And I do realize that indeed, waking up early to do exercise first thing is going to take a toll on the body and you'll feel more fatigued. Especially when the previous dinner wasn't uh, substantial enough. How I know this is because I woke up and I had breakfast and some breaks. So it's a good now is yeah now it's two twenty and I woke up at ten. So it's a good four hours of before I run. So it it lets uh, my body recuperate and get to its normal energy level. And I had breakfast to help with that. So today's run was definitely much smoother, faster, and wasn't panting so much. I could have pushed myself harder, but uh, I think I'm very satisfied today. So uh, what is the main subject I want to talk about in this audio journal? Well, yesterday I started reading after so long. I had to commit to an hour at least, or a chapter at least per day. Uh, reading so I can actually improve as I uh, take certain actions in my daily life, in my business, in my job. So uh, yesterday I ran through this book called The Blue Ocean Strategy. Uh, it's a great book. I have read it before but I haven't finished the entire book. So what it tells you is uh, the kind of research or the kind of techniques, or tactics and strategies that you can employ to make your business a success in what they call a blue ocean. And what is a blue ocean? Blue ocean is basically uncontested territory, uncontested market space, where you create your own demand by imbuing uh, value proposition for the buyers as well as executing a low-cost structure in your business right so it's simply that uh, as simple as I can put it so the opposite of Red Ocean is this where many businesses of the same nature possibly selling the same products and services. They are competing just in either differentiation or value. Or they, being copied, they can be competing in both uh, by offering differentiation in their products or their services and employing a price war with uh, other businesses of the same nature. So what happens is they're limiting themselves to just competing 
among themselves. So what Blue Ocean strategy is employing is that you're basically having no rules to this new form of a competition space because you create the competition. You'll be one of the first to actually be in that uncontested market space to create a product that is of value to people. <clears throat> so one, one, one such example I can think of as a company who has employed this is, you know, to make it obvious, Amazon, right? They started as an online space, an online retail selling what? Books. All right. They may be selling the same things to people as other bookstores, but they are one of the first few or the first, maybe not the first one, but the first few online space selling books. It imbues the technology having a low cost structure because they do not, they just have to pay for a website or maybe some uh, maintenance fees or maybe some freelancers work as opposed to owning a literal store, a physical store that would be one of the main contributing factors to the capital of the business. So they employ a very, very low cost structure to sell a value product that is competing with the bookstores. So this is one of the companies that's very obvious out there. And why is it so and why is it that obvious a company now? Because it executes the blue ocean strategy in a most effective way. In a most evitable way. Uh, likewise, you look at the other big uh, names out there, Apple, you know, it's also uncontested territory and their price, their own uh, phones. Maybe they are not uh, as the blue strategy, blue ocean strategy actually proclaims that you are delivering a low value, uh, not low value product, uh, a, val a value product at a lower cost. No. Because this is an uncharted space of a phone that is very powerful, sleek, and is a symbol of classiness and luxury, they are able to price in their own in their own manner among other phone manufacturers, and they price it way at a luxurious price, at a luxurious price tag that other people would be scratching their heads over. And they delivered it. Why? Because the product is good. It pro provides great value and people appreciate the kind of luxurious items uh, as a symbol of their, you know, wealth. This is all in human nature and they are able to use it to their advantage. So they are employing Blue Ocean strategy as well in a space where Phone manufacturers are typically just differentiating each other uh, from a, a single factor or two. Maybe a bigger screen, maybe a res more responsive uh, touch screen, a better camera. You know, little differentiation points and they are pricing their themselves down 
uh, to compete with each other. So that's how iPhones or Apple actually came out way forward than these guys. So this book is very effective at trying to relay these kind of messages across to me. That's why I feel that it's a good book, that it helps me to actually visualize where I'm going to take my business next. Uh, I'm not right now in a blue ocean, I am in a red ocean, uh, but because it is an art industry, so a lot of things are very subjective. Of course, my, my challenge right now is offering the differentiation points and uh, provide a good service, produce good quality products, and above all, I must look out for the money-making products in the industry using the differentiating points that I want in my line of statues that I'm going to produce. And then again, I, go, I, I might at one day go to break some rules and go to invest in very mainstream statues or characters but this is what I'm doing right now to get into those characters. They are very popular, but nobody else is doing a good job on it. Or nobody actually knows such companies are making statues of such characters. So this is what uh, my foresight or my, my eyes, my, my vision will really help me. Uh, say for example, this current product that I have, which is a She-Hulk character there wasn't a lot of she-hawks out there in fact there were no there were a, a good piece that i liked from sideshow but it is of a different scale uh in size rather for those who are not familiar with the industry so and that's why it became popular and i almost had a sold out uh in fact i should have a sold out already uh because i committed a less edition size the less amount of statues that I want to create in the factory. So uh, whatever it is, uh, uh, it, it comes down to a bit of luck, of course. Uh, there's some background to how this whole project started up. I shall not uh, speak about it in this audio journal uh, because the main focus down here is about this book that I'm reading. So, oh no, yeah, in summary, this is a good book that I'm going to continue reading and I'm going to pick up certain things from there that of course got to relate it to real life examples and, and credibilities out there in the real world to actually see whether this book act, uh, makes sense in its own rights and is relevant in today's world, today's industry. That's that and I hope myself have a great day. Because uh, to anyone who is actually listening, not so bothered about if anyone's listening. But good day to us all. Bye bye.